and welcome to another episode of the Toronto Ultra Merc and Maven podcast. We have uh, a champion amongst us, the uh, adorable, very handsome, and also cute uh, Priesta. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. Excited to be here. I think the last time we did a podcast was probably like, what, CWL days? Like when we sat hot down Mike? and talked? Yeah, Hot probably. Mike. Yeah, that, that's probably the last <laughs> time we, I've ever done anything with you guys. So <laughs> People love Hot Mike, dude. That was your yeah. baby, Clint. Well, that's why I'm well, glad that we're doing this because like, I've always like, I love casting, but I think I like the side content more when it's like done well and I have a little control and it's just fun. Like I, I just like to bullshit and chat shit. I hate being professional. I just want to fuck yeah. around, man. Like, you're, good, you're good at that, man. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, so Joe, how, how are you? It's been, uh, you've been on daddy duty for like four or five days now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that wasn't supposed to happen. If you were traveling in the Northeast, you already know what's been going on. It's a nightmare. Uh, I took my wife like 15 hours to get home. She's home. We're good to go is what it is. Yeah, she's got we have a story to tell for a long time. That's for sure. That is for sure. But yeah, that was a nightmare. So, Priest, you've been like gambling and buying cars and shit or what are you up to? <laughs> yeah, you know, just buying Ferraris. Nah, <laughs> nah. I mean, we did, did a little bit of gambling in Vegas, obviously. But other than yeah. that, I came back. Honestly, I got super sick after the event. So I've kind of just been chilling, trying to like regain from that. Um, I know a lot of people actually got pretty sick after the event. So it happens. Yeah. Um, but I regained just in time for my birthday. So now I'm going out again. Hopefully I don't get sick again. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yes, sir. Hey, Thank you, guys. This guy committed to the episode. I know his birthday. He got fucked. But hey, listen, uh, we're, <laughs> we're going to have some fun now. Uh, He's for those still young. He goes out late, bro. He's good. Yes, true. Sir, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh-huh. For those of you who've watched episodes, uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into Priest. He's had a wild career. We're gonna go from the beginning and kind of ramp up through this champs win. But first and foremost, uh, we just want to talk about the Octane news. Uh, it happened a couple hours ago. Uh, Octane retires. I thought it'd be a great uh, crew here to talk about it because obviously Priest, you have you have teamed with him. But well, I teamed with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was his first team, dude. His oh yeah, first top yeah. six was me. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah I had was Sam. Uh, A.W. A.W. We were under, God, what was that name? Justice, dude. Justice. You guys remember that? <laughs> I remember team? that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We had a top six in 2015 because I, I was, I was on loan. I was on loan from Envy. So I was just playing. Yeah. And it was like me, TCM, Octane, and Study. We had top six at an event. So, what a and then squad. after that, and then after that, he joined like, uh, NV, he, that's when we, he started, but you know, I was, was there Looney and stuff, right? Like, on NV yeah, or yeah, yeah, Looney, and then he joined Rise, and then he, he was a little, little sketch, little sketch. For he was, he was up the ladder, you know, but yeah, <laughs> um, obviously a, a legend. Um, now, man, AR world champion, one of the best to, to ever do it, and yeah, I know Preston, you just, I mean, you've teamed with him in 100 Thieves, so you know how, how talented of a guy he is, yeah. I mean, Sam's insane at what he does, I mean, he shoots super straight, everyone obviously knows that. Honestly, I was pretty surprised, like, because going to the offseason, like, I obviously saw, like, everyone being unrestricted agents, free agents, whatever, whatnot, and I was actually sitting there, I was like, what is Sam doing? Because, like, I was kind of curious, because I saw other rumors of other teams, and then, like, that happened, I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense, because, like, there's no rumors of what team he was going to and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it caught me off guard, but obviously, we don't know the ins and outs of what's going on with him, but he's going to kill it with whatever he's doing next, for sure. Uh, I watched, like, I kind of jumped through the video a little bit, but it, it, it was sort of, um... Yeah, he's doing 100 as a content creator, right? So yeah, but like he is one. He he said basically my entire adult life, like these eight years, I have been a Call of Duty pro. I've traveled all over. I haven't lived at home. Um, I wanted change that, like spend time with my family and just sort of this the next chapter time. And yep. I think it's I think it's 
amazing one, I guess, just to have, uh, I don't know, the awareness or just be mature enough to sort of do that. Because I think a lot of pros kind of don't go out on their terms. It's just sort of they yep. play until they're in the pit and then eventually they're not on a team. Whereas I, you know, I tweeted him joking, but this is sort of like, I don't know, like Calvin, Calvin Johnson, like Megatron. I came in like eight years, was elite, and then on his own terms was like, I'm done in his prime. Yep. He's like, I'm going to step aside. So I think it's cool you get to go out like that like because everyone will remember you being a god and not like your worst moments, which I think happens with a lot of people. Um, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I mean, he's also just, been really smart with money too. I I, I remember. I, I swear, he like real estate or something. He's been smart, so he's he's chilling. Also, see that too. Like that just shows me like he's confident whatever he does as well. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like for a lot of pros, like it, for them, it's like damn, like they're kind of secure a little bit. They're getting money. They're getting their salary. But for him to just like kind of decide that on his own and just go into whatever's next for him, he's gonna be confident with what he's doing next, and he obviously, you know, he's gonna have fun with it. And I think just chatting with him a little briefly on it, like his heart isn't in it as much as it was. And like, he's, you know, kind of mature enough to be like, it's selfish of me to continue to compete. Um, <laughs> David, fuck over David, my tweeted, David tweeted, I W did it again. So <laughs> Karma. yeah, that's funny. Did you see scrap sweet? I died, bro. Yeah, oh, the one was... by one tweet or whatever he said. Whoa. Yeah, the trio. I took the whole trio down in one year. Okay. That, I that guy. I, I love him, him bro. dude. What, oh. what is it? A heel? Dude, that guy's it. funny. Funny. He'll, he'll, he'll chat shit, whatever. But um, yeah, I think just hard on it as much wants to focus on other stuff. And I think, I think a lot of people are surprised because I guess just when you think of the competitive drive it takes to compete at this level, you have to be kind of a psycho about wanting to win and just, you know, they can just have to have that itch. Um, and most people do when you're competing at this level. So they don't end up being able to make a decision like this, but he was, he was able to. So he's always been kind of, I don't know. You watch him play. He's, it's his whole personality, yeah. dude. Yeah. He's just chilling, dude. He's chilling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, no, we're happy for him. Like, thinking back to it, like just teaming with him, like he was always a go-to teammate too. Like he never really like bitched or complained or anything. He kind of just, he was having fun with it. You know what I mean? Sometimes he'd randomly just in scrims put a sub and be like, Saltane and start frying people. <laughs> like he was always like crying, bro. Like I was, it was good times with him for sure. But uh, I'm glad to see he had a good career and excited to see what he does. Best of luck to Sam. We love you. And uh, yeah, we're going to try and get him probably on episode. We'll chat soon again. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes down. But all right, let's get into let's get into you because your career, uh, it's been I mean, it's not. Oh, I can't. It's crazy because you don't it doesn't seem like you've had the longest career, but you've been going for a minute now, honestly. Have, um, and it's been a wild road, honestly, just con considering how, how you got into things. So let's kind of start at the beginning. We always ask every guest this just sort of where did it start like that? Uh, the competitive side of it where the itch was. What got your eyes on it? Um, for me, it was like back in Ghost. So I had a, a group of buddies that made like I was like super young. Well, in Black Ops One, I was super young, and I had a like a group of buddies I played with online that made me a game battle account, and I kind of started playing game battles from there. And then in Ghost, I found out about local tournaments, and I kind of just went to the local tournaments, and I was doing really well. I won like three straight that I went to, and I like when I did that, I was like, dang, okay, like, I I know I'm kind of nasty now, and then I learned. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I know I'm nasty now, hold on. And then I learned about majors from those, because I had no idea about majors, really. And I saw people wearing jerseys and shit, and I was like, what, are, what is this for? Like, they're like, yeah, we go to, yeah, we travel and go play, like, at majors. And I was like, what? I was like, I got to do that. So, like, when that, that's kind of what sparked it for me, like, in Ghost, when I went to those locals, and then I realized how nasty I actually was. What what locals were they? Where were you at? Um, In Denver. Denver, okay. Yeah, yeah. There were, like... I don't know. There's a few different ones. Um, I actually got scammed out of one. <laughs> it was like at a Comic Con. It was like a big like arena. Right. 
Yeah, there's like a big arena, just a bunch of stuff going on. And like the entry fee was at the door. It wasn't like at the actual like tournament. So I was like already uh-huh. sketched off to begin with. And then I won and I never got paid. I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, That's... wow. Bro, we were chatting. At... Um, I think it was like 15 or 16. 15 probably actually. Wow. We, we were chatting about like uh, NJ Halos. Did you guys ever heard of NJ Halos? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. In the East Coast lands. And it was always funny because people after like, they had a thing at a couple of them where you could rebuy in after getting eliminated. Really? So you get eliminated, oh, and that's yeah. how they got more money. You could rebuy in. So the tournaments would go forever. Like they, yeah. you'd literally go till like six a.m. But yeah, locals, especially back then, you had no idea who was doing <laughs> yeah. what with cash, bro. Oh, yeah. I was wondering if you were sort of like the the final generation or final kind of age where that's a thing because it happened to me too when i first learned about esports and major tournaments in mlg i was like what the fuck like this exists but yeah. i feel like now nowadays like if you are playing a game competitively like there's an awareness there i think it's just grown yeah. to that point but i, I guess i kind of thought you were past that but the fact yeah, you went no. to a local i had no idea it's kind of funny yeah i had no idea i literally went to the local i saw people in jerseys and i was like what is happening i was like there's no way that's just for locals like but yeah <laughs> Honestly, all the old jerseys look like paintball jerseys, dude. Not yeah. Literally, I, they all look like you played paintball. Oh yeah. All my old ones, I still have. I'm like, dude, we were literally a paintball team. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, what, I had one. I had one like super long jersey with like long sleeves. It like it was like baggy on me and stuff. It was cool though. Oh yeah. Yep. Hundred uh, percent. So I know talking to Chris a bit, and we're gonna chat about him more because you guys got a bunch of interesting history, uh, Crowder. But uh, he said that like. Part of where you started dominating and got rolling was like S and D, and I guess he said you played with like Simp, Major, uh, and Turnup. Like that yep. was kind of where you started making a name for yourself a little bit. Yeah. So Black Ops Three. So I kind of just, I think I might have started off with one v ones first because I was just doing like one v one wagers, and like I always had the goal in that game to like make forty dollars a day because like it was after I kind of like I was like in my uh, graduation year, I was about to graduate, so I was like trying to figure out how to make money through gaming so I didn't have to go to college because my dad was kinda like, yo, after after you know done with high school, go to college, whatever. So I was trying to figure out how to make money to kind of prove that, you know, you can make money in gaming. So I was doing one v one wagers, um, and one v one S and D tournaments, and then eventually I uh started doing two v two tournaments with Simp and we were running we were literally winning like every tournament and then it got to the point it got to first the first teammate fucking S and D. Yeah. <laughs> it, it got to the point where people were hitting us offline in every single tournament, so we couldn't even play with each other anymore. We had to stop playing with each other because we couldn't actually play. And then uh yeah, then That's the four v four squad we had was me, Mike, uh Major Maniac, Turn Up and Simp and we were kind of just running. We were running the S&D scene for a while, too. I mean, there's other few good teams that, you know, we had good matches against for sure, but yeah. Dude, that is so $40 that. a day. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 1v1, $40. That yeah, is dude. so good. You just so made well, a you... lot of $40 a day. Just FYI. Yeah. You made a yeah. bunch of $40 a day. <laughs> yeah. It was, well, well, the thing is, too, though, is like, so for wagers, like, I was doing like 10 to $20 wagers, and I had like a system where, like, so if I started a 1v1 team, right? Because whoever mm-hmm. had the higher seed would host one and dones. So basically, I would do like one dollar wagers until I was like twenty and zero, and then I would post one one and dones so I could host every single match I'd play in one and dones. So I'd post like twenty dollar oh. one and dones, and I'd have host advantage. So I was literally just beating everyone <laughs> on host. <laughs> that's a, it's just so funny to me because like I feel like everyone has to like show their parents. All right, how do I, you know, show them that this is a real thing? everybody we talked to but like to your like mine was okay i won like a big online tournament it was like two grand and my mom was like all right like you can go because we qualified for like mw2 nationals 
but yours just that's just forty dollars a day. Like you know, yeah. pops like made my yeah. forty bucks. Like I'm yeah, telling no, you, seriously. bro. I'm telling you. Dude, I'm remember, telling you, I can make cash. Yeah, I remember going back to school and like. Like this is when I just started making like like money every single day, and I'll go back to school and I'll show my friends I'm like, yo, look at my bank account, like on the on game battles <laughs> or on UMG. I'm like, yo, is that like a hundred? And then next day I pull up, it's like three hundred. And like, what the fuck are you doing, man? I'm like, bro, I don't even know right now. <laughs> Dude, so the way crazy. people made money in my high school is they they they, they, they like sold, this one guy stole like the what were they called like, little Sony Walkman thing. He stole them from where he worked and he just sold them to people. That's how they made money when I was in high school. So, no, dude, my that's buddy, a, that's a little bit different. My- my buddy literally would would visit the convenience store and he'd like buy a couple of candy bars or like bag of chips but then he'd take a ton of them like he would put them in his backpack and he would just resell them for like a dollar this motherfucker is ceo now he better be a ceo somewhere he's a a chemical engineer he's a chemical engineer yeah dude like he he knew what he was doing but i was like yeah no a little a little different a little different in our times we're we're old fuck i was the guy buying the candy bar shit oh same i had a buck (laughs) i was like yo bro you got that laffy taffy dude like here you go like here's a dollar it was definitely smarties in there or what that's amazing uh well i i didn't actually know that that you started with simp is like that was your 2v2 that's actually that's yeah. terrifying um to you think guys about just through 1v1s just playing bro honestly i i actually can't even remember how like yeah. i started playing with them it was so long ago now like it had it just been through like a mutual or i don't know i would actually have to ask him even with mike <laughs> i'm gonna have to ask mike how we even got together because i don't even remember <laughs> okay so you you know they had the run with the search and destroy stuff absolute demons but then you had to be 18 to compete in the Call of Duty World League, so you kind of run into that issue. When exactly could you get involved? How much did you have to sit on the sidelines for? Yeah, so I was 17, Black Ops 3, and then about a month before I turned 18, I kind of told like the group of guys I was playing S&D with, like, yo, I'm about to go play Variant. And then I kind of just practiced Variant for a bit um, before Orlando. Uh, I think that was the last event before Champs. So I, mm-hmm. I practiced for like a month, went to Orlando, and got like top 16, top 20, I forget exactly what it was. Top 16 then, in Orlando. Yeah, top 16 in Orlando, and then we went to Champs, and we got absolutely smoked there, but yeah. <laughs> top 24, yeah. Top 24? Oh, uh, Champs? I, I, mean, yeah, listen, yeah. I mean, listen, you were playing with two quick fastball in, in Nelson? Is that yeah. your, was that yeah. your squad? Yep. I probably would have got top 24 as well, yeah. To be fair, too, we, I think we had a pretty hard <laughs> pool. We played Optic, and that was like my first like big main stage at Champs, and like that that arena was sick though, because remember like how high up the uh, we went, were playing yeah, on the, the stage. It was a it was a double layer stage, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it was it was a super cool experience though, at least even though we got smoked. How, how tough was like transferring the variant for you? Like, just was, was that tough at all, or not really? Just like you were watching and stuff like that. Like, um, honestly, not really. And on, I honestly didn't really watch that much. I kind of was just playing a bunch of S and D. I didn't really watch variant or anything. I kind of just went straight into it. I just I just knew I always wanted to do that and always compete and travel and go to majors. So like as soon as I was turning eighteen, I was like, "Yep, that's what I'm doing." Like no hezzy. I was going to ask you why, what, what made you decide? But yeah, that was just sort of what you wanted to do. You saw yep. pro scene like that. I want to be a pro, and make money. So not forty dollars a day, a bit more than that. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> you know, you, you, you start with the top 24, but then after that, like, you, you just sort of get edged when it comes to champs. We're going to go through uh, some of these because it's just, it is, it is close. Yeah, what? He, uh, <laughs> wait, what did I say? Did I say, you got yeah, edged? That, that's crazy. Don't worry about you it. Move on. <laughs> edged? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tease a little bit, y'all. I know, wrong just, with that, dude. Just, a good, nice little edging. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
nothing wrong yeah. with that, guys. <laughs> Focus up, Joe. But uh, so let's uh, let's talk about um, IW. So then you end up going in with what you're still on team with Fastball, but you enter uh, you're still with Panda, right? But it's Profezi and Pimby. I think the team ends up being um, you qualify for Vegas. I think you get top twenty. Um, and then after that is when I guess sort of you are the first team you start to see some success with, right? The TGC team. Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah, we went with uh, Panda, got top 20, and then even with TGC, we, I think we were getting, like, top 20s, and then eventually got, like, top 16, top 12. But, like, we could never get past that, like, top 12 mark. I think we got top 12, like, twice. So, like, when I kept placing top 16, top 12, I was like, all right, I kind of, like, this team is good, but we're not on the level yet to where we can actually win an event, to where we can actually get, like, top 3, top 6, or whatever. Uh, so after that was, like, where I kind of, like, knew I had to start making some kind of moves, you know what I mean? Yeah, so this is the part I guess I was trying to like understand. So you you were you were making it into groups basically, but not making a lot of noise. Which which to yeah. be fair, that is that is that was most open bracket. Mo- yeah, that's like every open bracket team outside of like three ever. Yes, there's yeah. been yeah. like what that the, the phase run, which the phase wasn't an open bracket team, like Lightning Pandas. United, a, it's really the a, big one. Yes, there's been a handful. People like to think that open bracket tournaments were the best because teams were, you know, they're upset stories, Cinderella stories. No, they fucking weren't. No, they were not. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't that. I think pools are always rough. There were some, like, loser bracket runs more than likely than, like, pools. I mean, yeah. yeah. Getting top 12 through, like, open bracket was, like, pretty good, to be honest. Like, if you got other than that, you were not, like... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was very good. Well, I swear, sometimes people remember it like a team. Well, with Roper and won the event. Like, I swear, that's me. People remember it sometimes. (laughs) Um, but uh so i guess what i'm trying to understand is what after this you sort of go from a team that is making some noise but not like i don't getting into the brackets consistently anything like that like were you just sort of like kind of the hard carry and people kind of knew that you were a free like how did you go from this to like in the league in cloud nine like what what do you think how Um, i guess well, in IW, throughout IW, I was playing a lot of Pro 8s, and I was, like, I was that guy in IW. I'm not going to lie, that's probably, like, one of my best games. So, like, every time I'd play Pro 8s, I think I went on, like, a crazy win streak in that. And, like, eventually Formal actually oh, banned that me demon. from Pro 8s. Yeah, he, banned, yeah, he actually banned me from Pro 8s, too. I think he banned MC at some point, too. But Shocking. Yeah, but in that game, I was, like, I was just nasty <laughs> online, and a lot of people thought I was just an onliner then eventually uh obviously i was getting like top 12 so like it wasn't bad so people knew i was pretty decent like i wasn't with a good team so i was placing well and then eventually um c9 was making changes they had to requalify for the league and um pat ended up hitting me up and that's kind of how i got in i don't know exactly why he hit me up or why he did it what made him do it um but i would just assume it's from just playing a lot of pro aids street i was streaming a lot so he probably just kind of saw my pov a little bit and took the chance with it yeah, per- Pat always did that. I mean, Pat was always smart with I that. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, once he kind of lost his sort of circle, like deep in in you know, Krim Karma, like he always took chances on young players. Mm-hmm. Just I, I, he had an I, he had a good idea, and was just kind of he was smart with it. Yeah, I actually never asked him like what made him hit me up. I actually have to ask him that. Yeah, I was kind of wondering. Well, it's probably like I think you said it. Like you, well, pro eights is for sure. Yes, you're you finding pro eights like that's that. But it's yeah, not just that. Like it's like you, like you said, you did enough at land to prove it wasn't just online. Like it's not yeah. like you went crazy, but like it, it was far enough. Like yeah. it, I think it proved you weren't just you know Jimbo. So that that that's good. <laughs> sorry, um, no, you're good. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was it? The the first like big placement for you? What Anaheim top four was like the big yeah. one, right? 
Yeah, that was like uh, as soon as they picked me up, we uh, went in. We had to requalify for the pro league. We requalified for the pro league, and then we went into the actual because that was at Anaheim. So we qualified for the pro league at Anaheim, and then we went to play the tournament, and then we got top four. Forgot that was a fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, IW is the first year. Yeah, we did the pro league, so mm-hmm. it, it was a little different. It was like the start of it. Like you had like a week with your group. It was much different than what it got to, but that was the first iteration of it so it was yeah because uh, what was it like the bottom couple team bottom two teams in the league would have to requalify in or something i don't know exactly yeah. how it works but i forgot i, I mean I, I helped make the system back then i i would have to go back and look in iw but mm-hmm. yeah we, yeah i think after stage one so many teams didn't make it you had to requalify so i i guess for you now at this point i'm always curious you know with sort of like i know you have very supportive parents nowadays but yeah at the time you know, knowing like your dad is like, hey, you got to go to college. Are you, you're starting to make money? Like, are they all in on this because you're starting to make some cash? Yeah. I mean, honestly, my dad was pretty supportive early on after I kind of showed him I can make some money. And then, like when I first joined Panda, like everything happened very quickly for me. So like when I first joined Panda, we instantly moved into a team house, which is like the org's house. Like they just kind of moved us into their house. <laughs> you guys had a team house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah, had a team Panda house. house yeah. yeah. It was out in <laughs> Kentucky, man. It was like, <laughs> yeah. Pet Panda. Yeah. Yeah, and I got paid like I think I got paid two hundred fifty dollars for one month and four hundred dollars for the next month. I dude, I was so hyped when I started getting That's that less money. Than Forty dollars like, a day now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is less, but <laughs> but yeah, I would say honestly, I don't remember exactly when. Yeah, it was probably when I joined C nine was when they really started to like kick in and like yeah. support it a lot more. That makes sense. I was just curious if like maybe you had a timeline, the pressures sort of thing. Like we've had players like who have been like, yeah, let me give give me a year. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, no. I literally, I literally asked my dad. I was like, "Give me a year to show you what I can do." And I probably was doing twelve to fifteen hour days, maybe even more, every single day <laughs> to make it happen. So, yeah, well, that, I mean, you okay. literally had a contract with Panda, which uh, the variations of your monthly salary yeah. you didn't, <laughs> yeah. you didn't even know it. So, yeah, well, that's that's amazing. But like, yeah, I can see also just like once you're on Cloud Nine too, it's like, mm-hmm. I, listen, it, sometimes parents they see to see like. I don't know, show them a couple of website links. It's, show them some like legitimate stuff. And like Cloud9 probably had all sorts of shit. That'd be very easy to be like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm on Cloud9. Um, so that that probably helped helped a yeah. bit. But like this, this next part is where I want to hear kind of this, a story about this. Because like, listen, Crowder is your biggest fan. This guy, I think, has said to me before, like if he had sort of one regret, it's you not being sort of involved with him anymore and like on the team. Like he, he thinks so highly of you. I, that guy is in love with you. But like he told me, I'm like, give me a little history here on some stuff. I, I texted him like a couple of days ago and he's like, uh, basically, I told him I would come out of retirement for him. And, and then I did. And I was like, fucking what? I forgot. I forgot he was like retired before that. Like just how everything went down. So take me through how that what what? Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of going back to Black Ops 3 a bit. Uh, he was I think he was a coach. I think he was a coach at the time for phase, I think. He was an analyst for about seven seconds too. Analyst. Yeah, he's a coach, analyst, retired. I don't know. He was everywhere, but he started yeah, playing S and D tournaments. Yeah, he started playing S and D tournaments. And we we're playing duos and stuff, and we were winning some, losing some. We were just having fun, but he would always joke around like, "Yo, I'm gonna come out of retirement and play for you." And I was always like, "Just, sh- I was like, shut the hell up! No, you are not." Like in my head, I was like, "You are, just, you are just lying to me." Like, don't get my hopes up. And then, yeah, and then after after a couple of years, he ended we he ended up coming back, and we ended up squatting up again. So, or not again, but we ended up squatting up. It's just well, such a weird. I, I don't know. I find that just co- comical. Like, yeah, some, he kind of like, yeah, like, I'll like, for you. Like, I just for yeah. okay. He kind of just like spoke it into existence, and like, 
I don't know if he truly, I, I think in his head, he truly 100% knew he was going to do it. But in my head, I was like, dude, there's no shot that even happens. Like, <laughs> And so then you go from like, you know, basically Panda and TGC to Cloud9 and then to FaZe Clan, which is a, you yeah. know, you're, you're, you're jumping up the, uh, the tiers now. And it was what you, uh, Chris, Zuma and Attach. So you guys had yourself a squad. Yep. Yeah, no, we had a really good squad. I mean, for me, it was just, everything was just happening so fast. Like, like I was just climbing the ladders very quickly from Panda to TGC, then instantly to C9 and then to Phase. So I was like, damn, like I'm going the right way. Let's get it. I was hyped. And, and I told Chris, I, I promised I wouldn't say who the person is because he asked me not to. Uh, but to my understanding, they really wanted a certain individual and he went to war for you to like get you on that team. Like he's like, trust me, like get this guy, Krista. Yeah. Like, he is, a, he is demonic. Like, and he said he like just, just fought. Um, well, that, that's then, what I was going to say. Like, dude, because. Phase in IW, like Chris wasn't playing, and they had like gunless, like they were a solid team. So there must have been like a a reset here. Where even yeah. Chris, because Chris, they had a Chris probably had to convince himself to convince Tommy and Dylan to even. Yeah, like, no, he he was he was team. he was definitely doing everything he could to get me on the squad. I'm trying to remember like the Phase teams before that. Like you're talking about a reset, like. What, you had Black Ops 3 where they were outselling everyone by a million but not winning. Um, and this is all coming off a year in AW where they did really well. Then IW is sort of mediocre results as well. Yeah, same type of thing where they can't Stuck figure it out. Roster, so, yeah. It's just like it's, it's reset time. <laughs> just just, it, just start it over. It was also Boots, though, right? That was like the big difference. This was the first Boots on the ground. And that's, that's probably how Chris like was like, dude, it's a Boots game. True. I'm like going into Roller uh, right? Yeah, like I, I it's a boots game. Like we'll be fine. And and this was like um this was the one of the most I, I wish it was at like a major <laughs> land, but like one of the most memorable tournaments of all time was but that stage one champs, bro. Like that, yeah. that's the final with you and Optic attached running through the art- artillery, the Chris 1v3. Yeah, um, that was one of the more wild ones. Like Joe and I cast that. It was just holy and shit. Every that. game five that we're going to, I was frying that event too. I don't know if you guys remember, but like, like leading up until finals, every we went to game five like three or four times, and every game five I was just absolutely piecing. There was I don't know if you remember it was on uh, London Docks where it was like it was like versus Envy, I believe. Was that or was that yeah, the team Envy. that Donnie was on? Donnie was on. Uh, I think so. Yeah. There was a one round where it was like he planted the bomb was a one v one, and if he got the kill, he got streaks, and then if I got the kill, I got streaks. It was like a he, I don't know either way. But on, was that Valkyrie? Was that on Valkyrie? No, nah, it was on. No. It was on Docs. Was it was on London Docs. Docs. Okay. Yeah, but there was like three or four game fives we went to, and I was for, I don't know why, but I was just popping off every game five, like even against uh, uh I forget what team it was. I was just like one v twoing, one v threeing, like just going crazy. It's so weird because like I just. I don't know why. I just the only thing I remember. It's just why well, I just cast a lot. I just remember the one v three and the att- attach play. Like those are the two yeah, that I mean, those just... are the most like memorial. Memo- oh, uh, I can speak memorial. Memorable. Memorable. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we casted the, the final <laughs> two. I might not have cast that. It's a memorial. Yeah, it's a memorial <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah it's a memorial for opting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, that's a yeah. That was a, a absolutely insane one, and that so that's what that's the first win, right? Yeah, that was my first ever win. Um, and it was like the second biggest tournament of the year, too. So I was like super hyped. That was the first time I won. I called my parents, called my dad, called everyone. I was like, we're all screaming on the phone behind, behind the stage and stuff. It was cool. Well, that's well, when the money was really starting to ramp up, too. Like, I, 
the prize pools were getting quite large at that point. Yeah. Well, for you guys, was this like a last chance like type thing? Because you guys got like top four, and then you got like ninth through twelfth a couple of times in a row. Yeah. Like, I mean, we lost early on in that turn in the stage one tournament, and I'm pretty sure half like halfway through that tournament when we lost, like me and Crowder were gonna get dropped. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then we eventually okay. just won the tournament. Like we, it honestly felt. I'm not gonna like even lie. It felt like during that tournament after we lost, we kind of stopped trying. But then we started playing better after we stopped trying. Does that make sense? Like, we were kind of just like doing whatever we wanted to do, just challenging, like just doing whatever. And it just, we started playing better. So, so well, we're thinking stuff kind of thing. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think through like practices and stress, this happens to a lot of teams. It's yeah. sort of like, let's just start having, like, go to the basics of COD, like, just yeah. calm and shoot, right? Like, and you're just playing loose. You're not trying to play perfect. Like, I had Chris next to me yawning on main stage. Like, <laughs> I like that had to be a gimmick, bro. Dude, this guy and he's just like this. He's just sitting back yawning. I'm like, bro, are we like, are we here? What's going on? Yeah, I, I, yeah I'll never forget those shots of him. I thought it was, it just made no sense to me. If it was like a nervous tick or like a, like what it was, because I just can't imagine like yawning in that moment. It seemed so, so, so insane to me. But then, you know, the, the one thing that didn't surprise me, like, I don't, I remember that so vividly, that win. I don't remember. I, I didn't remember you guys getting third at champs at all. Like I remember the final. It was through losers, I'm pretty sure. I remember the final. I just didn't no. remember them being third. Wait, didn't you guys play Envy in the winners' final? Was that what it was? Um, I forget no, who not, we lost to, but Envy, we no Envy had Cheen on the team right at the, at the time, right? I think so. Like uh, I, we had the, we had a crazy match against Envy. Oh, that was winners round one. Yeah, you guys had a crazy match, and then through yeah. losers, you guys just you lost to TK in game five. I I remember that. I think you guys were up in that series too, right? Um, is that to get knocked out of the tournament? I think that was losers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a we had a crazy uh, series against them. Like we what we went one we went up one zero, and then second map was five three. I had full streaks. Um, and we ended up losing that map, and then we won the CTF. So we would have 3-0'd them if we just won the S&D, and then they ended up taking the next two maps, and we lost 2-3, so. Yeah, I remember talking to Chris thinking, like, we should have won that tournament. Like, I know you guys felt really strong. Oh, yeah, no, if we would be TK, like, going against EG, like, we had their number all year. Granted, they had a good tournament, they had their pop-off tournament, but, like, we, like, knew in our brains, like, if we made it to EG, we were winning, you know what I mean? But you never know what would have happened, but we were super confident. everybody thought that, and they... That is, that's what I'm saying. They had a tournament of their life, so, like, you never know. Dude, what a weird one. What a weird one. Yeah. So that's the first That's the first edge there, Clint. That's the first starting. <laughs> yeah, event. like yeah. third place, yeah, like Jake. a taste, you know? Like that that yeah. probably was a little, little bit of, like, happiness, but also pain. Like, you you know, yeah. after getting a top 24 at your first one, like a third place, and that's your yeah. first year where you're making some cash. Like, I'm sure it felt good, but, like, it's also the uh, it's so close type thing. Yeah. And then, you know, you go into Black Ops 4, and then this is when we switch to 5v5, and... I just, you guys just don't qualify for the league. I'm trying to remember, like, the crowd like I remember Cell, was it like Cell having some crazy play? I remember, like, people freaking out watching, and then, like, yeah, it was a huge deal. You guys didn't qualify. Can you kind of take us through, like, how you got third at champs and didn't qualify for the league? Yeah, so going into Black Ops 4, I, I was running in uh, main AR, which, honestly, like, a lot of people think I was, like, tripping for, just because, like, obviously I ended up eventually switching to that sub role, and I was doing discussing <laughs> with it. But even, like, in practice, like, we were frying. So it wasn't, like, a role thing. It was kind of just we got there, we weren't playing that good, and then we ended up switching at the uh, qualifier, and I started playing, like, it just, it just kind of matched our pacing a little bit better, like, for our team. Um, but, yeah, we I forget exactly who we lost to, but... Uh, yeah, Cell definitely had some crazy pop-off moments, crazy clutch moments. Um, that was just a crazy tourney overall, but yeah, we eventually lost there and didn't qualify 
And at that point, I was like, out. yeah, at that point, I was like, damn, I don't know what's about to happen. Like, we didn't qualify <laughs> for the league. Like, am I going to get picked up right now? Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, well, a little bit of a roller coaster. You, yeah. you finally have it. Well, set, look, and then yeah, Chris retires, and then dry, again, just like it's like, ah, you're coming with me, son. <laughs> Come here, buddy. You're coming. We're going over here. You're yeah. going to 100 thieves because thieves, like that, was their first entry back after Black Ops Three. Mm-hmm. I think they qualified. And they were prison inmates, and in that team, you mean? <laughs> yeah, I think they yeah. qualified, but maybe they weren't playing well yeah, or something. They qualified, but their team, yeah, they just weren't playing good at all. I think it was, uh, yeah. With Pharaoh, I think because I just I only replaced Pharaoh. I think that was the only team change on that team. So okay, yeah, and then they they hired Crowder. That was like the, yeah, the, the, the coaching thing. So yep. And then you guys were really, really, really good. Yeah. Well, we start. I think we started off a little bit slow, actually, because I remember there's a clip of Maven. Actually, I, I'm pretty sure you're saying like. Oh, this team change isn't gonna like make them better. And <laughs> okay, had yeah. to be trading shots. Had to be trading shots. Yeah, we just pick sides. We pick sides. We pick yeah, sides. Be fair. I was forced to pick things I didn't agree with sometimes, which was my one issue with that show at times. But like, nah, I, 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 maybe I felt that way at the time. I don't, I don't really remember honestly. Um, but that's, <laughs> that's actually hysterical that he remembers that. Yeah. I was like, Priest is shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're like this guy is terrible. They're not gonna help him. Like, I don't know. No, I think we did start off a little bit slow though. That we eventually get top up. four at the first event. Um. Which isn't wait is that what was the event you were fucking throwing up on yourself? Yeah, that, was, that was Fort Worth. That was the first one. I went that's, with that's right. And then Pharaoh had to come back in and sub in. Like what, yep. dude? I can't imagine like that trying to play through just puking on your own lap. That was yeah. probably tough, huh? Okay, well I didn't puke on myself. I was close though. But I, uh, you yeah. pretend in my head that you vomited directly on your legs. This makes the story cooler. Yeah, I just yeah, puked yeah. all over myself. Yeah. No, I mean. I always what said it. One three covered in puke. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I always said it like after that event. It just felt like a movie, especially because like, I mean, I got sick the first event with them, and like we were really good going to that tournament. Even like our match that we were playing against, who was it? E six, I believe at the time. Um, I was literally just. I knew I was about to get sick, and I like turned to my teammates. I was like, guys, I'm not gonna lie. I have to throw up. And they're like, Nah, you're good. The first map, I don't think I said a word, and I was just frying. The second map, I had my grab spikes. I was frying, and I was like. I had my grab spikes. It was literally the same round I had grab spikes. Looked at them. I was like, yo, I have to throw up. And they're like, no, you're good. I was like, in my head, I was like, nah, I have grab spikes. I can't waste it. So I literally sprinted down the, sprinted straight down the middle of the map, got a kill, grab spike, got another kill. In my head, I was like, please kill me, bro. I have to puke so bad. <laughs> and I got killed and I turned around and thank God there's like a little plastic cup behind me. I don't know who left it there. But I found that, grabbed that, and that's where, you know, that's where things started Dude, that happening. would have been the most alpha moment ever. If you grab Spite, uh, <laughs> yes, maybe grab Spite, just, just, puke fucking, on just puke on them, bro. Oh, that would have been yeah, is that slack slam? Puke slam! Dude, <laughs> I've been nuts. Oh, but that, yeah, that's, it's, it's probably tough, though, because, like, you know, you get this, whatever you want to call it, second chance, you know, you get on this big or at the time everyone's kind of yeah. hyped about and then that's how it starts with you trying to yeah. throw up while you grab slam dude, but, I, actually felt I, terrible. I felt terrible after that i was like dude the first event going in i just get sick and i can't even finish out of the tournament i'm not gonna lie to you when i got sick uh I, I was chilling for a bit and i was about to play then they asked me if i'm good i was like yeah i'm good and then i just started spinning out of nowhere and i was like okay i'm not good so then they took me back and then I uh, went to the ER, and as I was at the ER i was like yo i want to go back and play but then they told me i can't even go back and sub in i was like damn yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think what, as soon as like Pharaoh started playing, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, I was you're, shocked. Yeah, you're shocked. Shocked. Yep. But um, after that, you guys go back to back. Um, I mean, you guys, yeah, Brian, everybody. I I guess like 
was there anything for you like because yeah you had to play that song role from a main ar like i guess going to that team from like phase i mean we know kenny octane slasher even like chris like they're system players like so yeah was there any adjustments for you to like kind of get used to that or not really um not really because even our world war team our world war two team kind of have had a good system like chris's yeah. system that he ha- he's always been running so like going into that it was more of just like everyone like trusting that system and everyone understanding how to play that system um and i think everyone on that team really understood and really got it pretty quickly so i i mean it kind of just fit right in well i know like slasher and like chris have always kind of seen eye to eye a lot of times yeah. how the game should be played and stuff so there's probably yeah a, a very good system there but then we come to the second case of edging and it's the probably the, one of the craziest champs yeah dude ever like that uh, one i'll never bananas. forget it i mean you did it again from losers i didn't even realize your phase one was from losers as well but yeah this one was dude the phase match people are asking me what is your favorite like most memorable cast i think it's the 0202 comeback like every it's up there with that's sort definitely of, one of my favorite matches i've played too i'm not gonna lie if you've never watched people listening, um, Black Ops 4, uh, it was a loser's round, I don't know, one game round, maybe. Yeah, like round one or round two is early on, super uh, early on. Um, rewatch Phase vs. Hunter Thieves because obviously Thieves end up going all the way to the final, but they were down 0 2 map count, 0 2 in control as well on gridlock, and they end up winning the series. Oh, it's even crazier because it was like a 2v7 or some shit, wasn't it? It, yeah, it was like lives? 2v9. 2v9 or something? 3v9, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. You guys had like two ticks done. I think that's how you got it done. You just got on the point, yeah. but they had a massive advantage. Yes. It was yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. fucking wild. That tournament was truly, yeah, unbelievable. But yeah, it's like you, you, this time it's like you're a little bit closer, right? Like you go to third, you, you get second, like you're getting closer and closer, you know, making, making good, good money. And then uh, this, it's just weird because, like, you know, you have, you get to like an okay place and then what we go um to the cwl to get started and then this time you know we're going uh over to the cdl and things are changing yeah, the 5v5 thing like you've never you weren't able to like get get a home even though it feels like this should be your home but 100 yep. doesn't get a spot right so it's like okay here we go again we're, we're yep. back to figuring <laughs> shit out um once again though i guess it <laughs> Crowder, what <laughs> <laughs> I'm working out. I mean, we've had worse stories. I, uh, I guess I'll join Phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll just join this team with these guys who just won a world championship. These little demons. Yeah, okay. Well, and also yeah. the history. You know, you said like all the way back to that search and destroy beginning. Oh, you know, yeah. that, that team you're playing, with Mike. You're playing with Simp. Yep. Um. So you guys are able to reunite. Like, how'd that all come together? Because I feel like partially it's Crowder, obviously, in your yeah. relationship, but also the history you have with those guys. Well. After, yeah, after BO4, I think me and Chris kind of knew we wanted to stick it out together. So, like, we eventually got in contact with, like, a bunch of teams and Atlanta phases where we ended up on. And then we kind of had to build a team off of just me and him. And he kind of asked me, he was like, yo, who are the first couple people that just come to mind that you think we could get? And I was like, well, I want Mike and I want Cell because Cell was super underrated at the time. So I knew we were going to be able to get Cell. Uh, I knew we were going to be able to kind of get those two and kind of build off that. And... Then eventually, Chris just comes to me and he was like, yo, do you want Simp and Abizi? And I was like, what the f-? I was like, how is that even an option right now? I was like, yes. Yeah. I was like, yeah. get that team 100%. Like, what? Yeah. 
That's such a Sounds funny thing. Good. Like knowing what we do now, they're you know the greatest sub duo ever. Like just hey, what do you what do you think? You think we should slot Seven to be easy in here? <laughs> yeah, because I like at the time we like I was like that is off the board. There's no way that's gonna happen. And then he just randomly hit me with that, and I was like, yeah, no, has he do that? I'll take a pay cut. I'll do anything to get this team. Like. <laughs> Well, that's because what? Yeah, the franchising United didn't get a spot and Thieves didn't get a one initially. Yeah, right. So yeah. that that just yeah that forced those teams and that is when obviously you guys were getting paid well, but that's when it obviously went to another level. Yeah, I just know that first year of CDL was insane. Like everyone was cashing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, a, a good year with MW. I mean, there were you guys had some sections. There were some ups and downs. That was the COVID year, though. Um, yep. I, got, I like, guess five for you, seconds or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh well, I guess it's yeah, five seconds, a couple of, of wins as well, though. Yeah. I mean, how was it for you though, dealing with sort of that like COVID year? Um. For, yeah. For during COVID, I mean, I was just super grinding. Like I was saying earlier, before we turned the podcast on, like. I was basically waking up, posting content, scrimming. As soon as scrims were done, I was going into the streams and just grinding Warzone for five, Warzone. six hours. Yeah. yeah. I was on my super like Warzone grind, just every grind possible. And uh, I mean, honestly, it worked out for me. My stream was the biggest it's ever been. Um, I was breaking world record. My YouTube was the big. Honestly, everything was just kind of popping off for me. And we were winning events, even getting second. I mean, second wasn't the, obviously the worst. Uh, could we could have definitely won more, but I mean that whole year was pretty, pretty good for me. Granted, you know we got second again uh, at champs, so that definitely hurt because I thought I was gonna. In my head, I was like, it's lining up. I'm gonna get third, second, first. I was like, this has uh, to be the year in order. First. That's yeah, what I was wondering <laughs> if you were thinking that. Yeah, I was 100. percent And then I got second. I was like, damn, it's not. I guess it's not meant to be yet. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's that's great. I, I guess like. Because this is obviously now something. This was the first year of sort of the phase seconds is MW, mm-hmm. but now we've had Vanguard. Uh, it, like I, I didn't really have a lot of seconds this year. I, I guess like at that time, like why do you yeah, think you guys didn't win a little bit more? Was it just the game? Obviously, that was like MW. That was a squad yeah. spawns. Um, I don't even know if you'll I, remember. I can't even tell you. I do know there was one tournament where we were like three owing everyone, and then I, we got to the finals and lost. I think to Toronto. I don't know if that was a Toronto home series. Oh, that was or... the last one? Yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly which one it was, but that tournament was like, damn, like we were dominating the entire tournament, got in the finals and lost. So I don't know exactly what it was. I would assume it's just probably like, you know, us just trying to do too much. I would pro- yeah. Like that's the only thing I could really say because if we're just dominating going into finals and losing to a team like we should beat probably like 98% of the times, um, I would just say like that's probably that probably was just the core issue, just going into finals and not playing the same way, just trying to do too much. Uh, but as you said, yeah, you guys end up losing the Empire. Um, and then another domino. I mean, all the guests we've had on have had to deal with this 4v4 to 5v5. Now back to 4v4, uh, Cold War. Um, yeah. I, un- unfortunately, you're the, well, you and Major are the one, you know, a couple of dominoes that get changed around. Anytime there's the phase, if they're not winning, they're probably going to change, yeah. as we're seeing <laughs> right now. Um, but you guys join Rocker. Um, it's you, uh, Attach. Uh, it starts out with Lamar. Man, on paper now, this yeah, team no. is just like, what the hell? <laughs> but then crazy. you guys you guys end up getting Standy. And yep. It's a bit of a roller coaster of a year. And I know hysterical. this is a Toronto Ultra <laughs> podcast, but you guys do have the craziest probably win ever uh, with Major 5. 
uh, <laughs> what oh oh four comeback winning five in a row. So yeah, I guess what what was that like for you? Yeah, I mean going into Cold War, uh, it was definitely tough to put together like a god squad um, in my position. I know I knew I wanted yeah. to stay with Mike just because we came off a phase. We had a pretty good year. Um, and going back to Bo3, we've had good good chemistry with Mike, so definitely wanted to stay with him there. Put together that squad. Um, and then eventually we picked up Standy. Uh, he definitely matched our pacing. And at first we had Lamar in instead of Mike. Um, and then eventually we weren't doing that good, and we ended up putting Mike in for Lamar. And um, then we en- ended up winning with that team. And yeah, I mean, 04 in finals, we're sitting there. Like, we were getting smoked too, honestly. We were getting, dem- I think we had like 30 points the first map. Everybody like- is pissed, Cassie. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. It- yeah. <laughs> What are we every time we cast this guy, bro? The stage one in World War II, a crazy series, uh, Black Ops 4, yeah. all his series. Now, this, like, dude, I yeah, man, I've been a part of some crazy, crazy some series, nuts. Yeah, some you got a losers run, losers runs. I think a lot of people like don't understand how much I've actually been a part of. Like, even now, like, I feel like just a lot of people just forget kind of like what I've done and what I've been through. Like, I, dude, he's it's a quiet crazy. guy. I think it's just you're like kind of reserved a little bit. Like, yeah. sometimes, like, you know, you're not like. I don't know. I kind of just I think, shit. I think the stuff, people like, that know COD know. Yeah. yeah. But so like a viewer's you're not wrong. I mean, there's obviously recency bias because after Major 5, yeah. um, and then you guys end up getting fourth at Champs. Yep. Uh, it was the top four. So it was like, it was solid, I think, for that year and kind of what you guys were dealing with. You then go to Vanguard, and that is where sort of the shit show starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Vanguard was a tough. That was definitely the toughest year I've had. Uh, we moved out to Minnesota, uh, which I still think we probably should have just stayed in Dallas, uh, just because, I mean, weather-wise, convenience for gamers, like a, a bunch of stuff. Uh, it's, I mean, it's just freezing out there like five months in a row. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> can't go outside, man. Like, damn. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, this that team in general, we just couldn't put together. We're all on separate pages. Like the team was split in half on how we wanted to play the game, and we could never come to an agreement how to play the game. Even though, like, like we would say we would agree to how to play the game, but in our heads, it's like we just were all over the place in that on that team. Like we just couldn't get together. Where were you at mentally? Because like, if we go back through this, all right, you know, you get you get the third place, you get the second yeah. place, you get the second place, then. You basically have to watch the team you were on dominate Cold War. You have to watch yeah. that team win champs. Yes, I get that. Like you, the the, the tournament went, I think fourth. You got to feel pretty good about, but it's still like you just watch the team you were on win champs. Like that's mm-hmm. got to suck. And then you go into a year where you don't even qualify for champs. Like yeah, I just feel like you had to be in a pretty oh, yeah. I mean that was that mentally and just like just everything. That was the toughest year by far in my career, just because like. I don't know. We couldn't get anything going. I was playing terrible. I couldn't get anything going myself. We were getting smoked like every series we were playing. Uh, so yeah, and and just being in Minnesota probably didn't help me mentally because like like I said, you couldn't even really go outside, get fresh air, get sunlight. Uh, you freeze so, to death. Yeah. 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 I mean, our apartment, <laughs> our apartment was probably a four minute walk to the facility, and I think I was probably sprinting there every day just because I was. Dude, I'd be bundled up, a jacket. Like a scarf, everything. Like, dude, I had everything on just to get to the office oh, two yeah. minutes away. Like, it was nuts out there. But uh, yeah, just mentally, man, that was definitely the toughest year for me. And then just not qualifying for champs, I was just like, damn. Like, I've been, I got third, second, second, and now I'm not even qual, or third, second, second, fourth, and now I'm not even qualifying for champs for another shot. So I was sitting there like, I don't know what's about to happen next year, but you know, I'm gonna come back and do my thing. And you I guess, did. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I guess going into that off season, was there? I mean, 
were you nervous at all about like yeah. what offers you're in it? Yeah. I was definitely nervous. I'm not going to lie. Like there was definitely a couple moments where I was like, damn, am I even going to get picked up right now? Cause I just had a terrible year personally and we didn't even win anything. So I was like sitting there, like, I don't know what's about to happen. And even going into the off season, like when roster mania and everything started happening, nobody was hitting me up for a while. And I was like, what is going on? So I was like, all right, I'm going to start hitting people up. I got to start doing something. Like, I'm not just going to sit here. So yeah, it was definitely a little bit scary for me uh, at certain points. So then how, how did you get to New York, I guess? What was sort of the... Because, I mean, um, they, I, even New York probably didn't know their roster, right? I mean, they there was, yeah. like, the rumors of Hydra going to, to Optic. Yeah. Like, there was a lot lot happening. It was, so was kind of after uh, all the rumors with Optic, with Hydra going to Optic, and that fell through. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe... I forget who hit me up first. So it was either Kiz or Paco. I think Kiz might have messaged me on Twitter, but then I ended up getting in a phone call with Paco. And we were actually trying to figure out what roster we wanted to go with because it wasn't like this roster wasn't set at the moment. Um, but then we ended up going with this roster and kind of just, I mean, that's really it. There was only this roster and I think one other roster we're thinking about. And Ooh, we ended up we going know now. Roster. Yeah, it was, um, it was actually me, Paco, uh, Major Maniac, and Asim. That was like the other potential roster. Okay. And, and the only reason that was a thing is because like it was more of my pitch because I didn't really I haven't really teamed with Kiz and um, Caesar like was kind of I, I I didn't really like team with them or talk to them too much so I didn't know how it was and I was asking Paco like I was basically asking him like yo do you really want to stay with them do you not and he kind of wasn't giving me like a straight up answer so I was like yo what do you think of this roster you know what I mean so we kind of just like bounced it back and forth but then we end up just going um, with this roster. Well, well it worked I know, out. When yeah. I first I know when I first <laughs> saw it like. And I, I think you probably, maybe you felt that way about Skies too, but like some people were sort of like, how is it going to be without Awakening? It was always those two, but I had always said, like, I think he is one of the best ARs, most consistent ARs in the league. Like, I have no concerns whatsoever. So when you guys yeah. formed, I think I remember talking to Joe, and I don't know if you had a podcast or a show or just chatting, and I said, all, I was like, this team makes a shit ton of sense to me on paper. It just, just from like a yeah. position standpoint, I was like, yeah. I, now, this... even even like in my head when I was pitching that roster like I knew either both of them were going to be good rosters even though like on paper they probably look weird uh but like in my head I think I kind of knew with Paco kids and Caesar like it was to have like a little bit more of an edge than the other team uh but you obviously never know going into new games who's going to be good at what game and how you like the chemistry as a team is going to be um but yeah on paper like like when we first announced everyone thought we were going to be terrible I mean every team I'm on Every team I'm on, that helps. You didn't? Okay, I like that. No, we no, we didn't. Yeah, no, I think but, I said middle of the pack. I think I said yeah. middle of the pack, and I could see that. I could see you guys like getting oh. some. I think some, I like, remember saying they made all course. sense to me. I was like, yeah. I'm no, no, I think we said it made sense. Like, I think some people were like, I didn't think you were winning like, the first event. That, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it does. I don't know. Every team I end up on, every like in the community wise, they always say the team's gonna be shit, and then. I eventually do something so <laughs> they're like yo priest yeah, champs and people are still saying i need to be dropped i don't understand what do i need to do <laughs> somebody help this guy out answer him please what does he need to do um okay so you guys win major one um you know we we had skies on we had caesar on he just kind of felt like you guys were ahead and you had understood the game better but it was really about your pacing uh, as yeah. a team major one that you guys were just playing quicker Mm-hmm. Um, just had a better understanding. I guess post major one for you, why was there such a a, a drop off? Like, kind of, what were the hurdles stage two and three? Yeah, I mean stage two, 
Um, I feel like we had a good chance of winning stage two. I'm not going to lie. I feel like we were pretty prepared still going into that. It was just more of like, I don't want to make the excuse, but we had a very tough travel day. We were travel at the day. airport for like 72 hours. We we're splitting up in groups trying to get even to Boston. And <clears> we got there like the night before we were about to play. So we had no warm ups. We literally went to the event, just shot bots for a couple hours and then went straight into the match. And I mean, granted, we lost 5-5 last map against Minnesota. So <laughs> it was a close, it was a close match. So like, right. I think we would have done a lot of damage if we actually had won that series because then we would have had more opportunities to get warmed up, scrim other teams, have like a little bit of a break. Um, but yeah, for that one, I think we were, I think we would have done some damage if we didn't have like a shit travel day. Um, but Major 3, honestly, Major 3 was probably the most unprepared we were just going into it. Um, we kind of just dropped off a little bit. The new spawn system, it wasn't squad spawns anymore compared to like Major 1. Uh, I forget if Major 2 was squad spawns or not, but... Um, I think yeah, it was the first. I think it was. I think it was right. the first one of the new system. I think. Yeah, it might have. It might have been the new system already. But either way, <laughs> going to the major three, you, we kind of just had that feeling. We weren't like super prepared. We weren't like super confident. Um, but yeah, I would say major three is definitely probably the most unprepared we looked all year. When do we have skies on? Ah, uh, jeez, it was pre after three. It was after three? I think so. Yeah, it was after three. Yeah, because I think he was just sort of like one of the big things was just like I like sort of a trust in a get find an identity type thing. Like we just need to like somebody's called do it. Like I yeah. we just like we don't have an identity and respawn or search right now. Like just kind of yeah. get our groove back sort of thing. But like even then, like he just I don't know. He said you guys all like everyone. He was convinced everyone wanted to get get there. Like he had no concerns around that, and you guys would do what it takes to do it. And at the time, I was sort of like. We'll see. I've seen teams like chase that glory of yeah. uh, the first major so many times or like just try to find that success again. And once it's broken, it's just not ever back. But well, it sucks for us because right like after major one, like before major one, obviously after we win, we're super confident. And then after that, the spawn system changes. So the whole game's changing. So we're trying to figure out a whole new system of how to play the game. Um, and oh, it sure. is like, like I said, major two, we didn't feel bad, but major three, you could just kind of tell in scrims and practice how it's going. Uh, we couldn't find our footing yet. We couldn't figure out exactly how we wanted to play it. Was there any any like concern? Like I guess I mean you guys seem like a pretty tight knit group, and I think Caesar mm. said like you guys were very open and communicative. Like, was there any chance of like a, a roster change at all for you guys after like a last? No, you guys were just nah. I mean, I think we we're yeah. all super confident that we could figure it out. It was like it was more of just like frustration and getting like upset after losses. Um, yeah, he said it was a lot of little things. He's like, dude, we just need to close on the little things. Because, yeah. Like, he, I assume you guys are practicing, and you probably see in your practice you're playing teams tough or you're beating them. You're like, yep. okay, now we just need to put this into into our our matches and and at right. major. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It was just a lot of little things, but I think like the way we handled like losing and not playing well at that event was really good. Um, it was like obviously we we're upset. Like there was some like people getting a little like louder than others, but like for the most part, we all just like grouped up and. I was even telling like Paco and everyone, I was like, I'm not gonna lie, like I've been here for a while. Like losing this tournament does not matter at all. So like just kind of erase this out of your brain. We go back and we just and we just do our thing. We just get confident. We make sure our gameplay is where we need to be going into the next majors, and that's all we can do. If you're gonna struggle, yeah. do it then. Yeah, in yeah. The middle of the year, 100. Uh, a major stage four, you guys start to get rolling again. Uh, major five, you, I, you guys obviously win. But I, I guess for you, I, I think there was a, a big step. Major five in stage five where it just felt like you guys figured it out. Right. Sort of like thieves last year. When did you, I guess personally just start to realize like, all right, we're, 
the best or or one of the best? Like, was it scrims? Was it at the major five? Like, I guess what was it like? Shit, we're clicking, dude. Honestly, I would say it was scrims when we were playing S and D. Our S and D started getting disgusting. Like, S and D and scrims, we were frying, and then we went to the major and we kept doing the same thing, and we're. And we're just clutching a lot compared to before where we were getting clutched on like 1v3s, 1v4s, 1v2s, like anything we had man advantage in, we were losing them. And then before Major 5 and at Major 5, we started basically just closing those rounds out a lot more. Granted, it probably happened a couple of times still. Um, mm-hmm. But when we got nasty S&D, I was like, dang, okay, we're disgusting right now. If we can, if we come out and take the first respawn, like we're not going to lose. Like, well, I want to hear like a little bit like less about like the team figure out more you individually, because I guess I think whenever somebody has some inconsistencies, like I think about you with the phase team, you were kind of. I, yeah, I know if you were going to drop a one one or a point five sometimes when you were on that phase <laughs> team. And like, yeah, you on, know, give you're, seven. Give me a point seven at least. Yeah, you're, you're, a, you know, you're kind of a reserved guy. Like, I always figured it was a confidence thing to some degree. Because that's just, it, it doesn't yeah. matter how good you are at something. Everyone struggles with, like, self-image and confidence sometimes. It's and just, like, second-guessing yourself, right? That's yeah. what I feel, especially in COD, with how quick it is. It's just, like, well, so yeah, like your mental has to be there. I will say the biggest downfall to my gameplay since I've been playing is I try to help my teammates too much when sometimes I need to be selfish. So like I'll be in like good positions, and then my teammates will need help, and I'll go out of my position to go help them, and then I'll. No wonder up... you and Stimp were the original duo, because that sounds pretty fucking familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that's definitely been my downfall. But like when I have good tournaments or good maps, um, is yeah, it's, it's just straight confidence and kind of just playing more selfish. Like that's literally when I joined the team. That's literally what Troy and even all my teammates they reassured me that like yo like just play selfish as fuck. Like if you're in good spots get your kills do not come help us literally just iron hold your angles do what you have to do like and that's going to help the team more than anything so like they all just gave me that confidence that like yo you don't have to help us like literally just do whatever you have to do well i'm sure it's tough for you too because you go from like a main ar running ar to a sub sog super fast like entry yeah in in these systems like the goal is to help your teammates as much as possible you know yeah you kind of get away from like kind of what we said like the basics of cod like controlling power positions being a selfish player that like i think we even had octane on and it was the same thing with him during vanguard he was like in my mind i was just trying to do too much and like it just feels like this happens to players throughout their career with all the different teams you've had trying to find that success once again yeah it's more of just like knowing when the time is to do something right like because yeah. like, there's a lot of times where I'll take myself out of a position to go like take a route and get spawns, or I'll take myself out of this position to go get in the hill rather than just knowing when the time is just to play selfish and get all the kills, and then someone else just fills that in. Yeah. It's just people don't realize if you haven't played that you know your level, and I, I haven't exactly, but I get it. Like just focusing on one thing, as yeah. talented as you guys are, bro, when you can just shut it off that yeah. one aspect of your brain and get the gunny right, like. <laughs> When it's, it's just, tough with comms, when you hear a teammate going, yo, I need help, I need help. Like, yeah, yeah, your yeah. instinct is, yeah, oh, I gotta go, right? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I go down a war zone, I'll be the dumbest player to save Joe. I'm flying I freeze you out, right? Like, it's yeah. just like, where in general, it's like, okay, if I get this kill, this opens up another play for our team. And yep. it can be tough to get that in your mind uh, at times. Yeah, yeah, it's it 100% about balance. All right, I am curious about this. So you guys get to the final, you guys end up winning. I gotta know though after the expo, kind of what's what's the vibes like after the, what was it three kills? Yeah, yeah that control. Three kills. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, so like, 
during or like before that match, I got super, super hot on stage and I was wearing a hoodie. I literally like, because I like to wear a hoodie on main stage. So I was wearing a hoodie, my jersey under. Uh, I think I had a, even a shirt on. So like I got super hot during that and like my mind was just not there. I was not thinking clearly and I was sitting there like everything was going wrong too. Like every gunfight I would tell, like something, I would get stunned in the middle of a gunfight or like I get double teamed. Like things just weren't going my way. And then like after that, I think I've said it before in like a couple other like interviews or whatever is like everyone was kind of quiet and I was sitting there like fuck do not lose confidence in me right now like <laughs> I was like I literally t- I, t- I looked at him I was like yeah I'm not gonna lie boys it's crazy I just dropped three kills and we're still gonna win the tournament and then like everyone started laughing and like kind of brought the vibes back up and like awesome yeah it was good it, well, I mean it wasn't good that I dropped three but it's good that we no got I, I mean it's again. a big moment I, I think especially for you like the I'm sure a couple of years ago maybe you don't make like calm that right you're yeah. just kind of like. I'll just be shooting bots still, like just turn like Yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Uh, and obviously I spoke. Oh, vibes, vibes, vibes. How many yeah. how many times guys say that it vibes, like how good they were with this team and that yeah. Also, I've been there, dude. When I get hot like that, my brain literally does not fucking function. So yeah. I dude, totally no, wait, can you should hear this I guy. Totally dude, if, if it's too hot in the venue. He's like he's in the talk back, so we have a talk back to our producer, and he's just in the talk back, like it's fucking hot. Like, turn it down. I'm gonna kill someone. Like, because literally. Any, any small thing just pisses you off for no reason. It's like, I have, I have like the most normal death, and I'll be like, fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I, yeah. I get it. My, I just, yeah, I get like moody and can't think clearly. So I, I feel yeah. you there. But what were we gonna say, Joe? Oh, I, um, I don't remember. But uh, oh. I guess now uh, you guys end up winning Major Five. We're going into champs now. I guess pre champs. Um, was there anything you guys felt like you needed to focus on? Was it sort of a because you guys showed a lot, Major Five, yeah. right? Especially in search. Was there any like veto plans? Maybe you didn't even have to do because a lot of teams still played you on hotels. Yeah. Um. Was there anything like maybe up the sleeve you guys were working on, or was just sort of like we're gonna do our thing because we just um, did it a couple of weeks ago? I would say like before Major Five is kind of what led all the way into champs. Like before Major Five, we want to expand our map pool as much as possible. So we literally like our online matches, we were going in trying to play every single different map we possibly could, even though like some of them overlapped because of other teams' vetoes. Um, but basically, our main goal was to like get our map pool as strong as possible to make sure we didn't have an auto veto. Um, but going into champs, it actually changed a little bit because we were trying to get our Mercado good, and this Mercado never we could never really fully get there. So search? like. Or... Uh, just, just in general, search okay. and hardpoint. Uh, so I forget who we lost to, and I, I think it might have been Toronto. Um, and and S and D, like I forget, I think we might have lost another S and another S and D to. You lost uh, two to of the them team. there because you guys like went undefeated on it at yeah. major five, but I think yeah. you lost two of them at 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 champs. Yeah, yeah, like we changed the meta a little bit in Mercado because a lot of teams were just hitting A, but then we went in and we started spreading the map, playing more info, playing a little bit slower. But teams. Yeah, and our and our nades were on point. So yeah. like uh we changed the meta a little bit, but once teams caught on to what we we're doing, they were shutting us down like instantly. So like we're like fuck, like we don't know what to do now. So we kinda got those out of the way. Um but I think overall was just kinda making sure like we were still working hard after major five and not getting complacent. Like before major five and after major five, we were literally going to the office like two, three hours early every single day. Whether it was going into private matches, watching VODs, like doing anything. We were literally doing anything we could and uh, making sure we kept doing that after Major Five going in the champs. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I guess for you then you get the champs, and this happened to Thieves last year. Your first match versus Rocker, you guys go down 0-2. You end yeah. up winning. You reverse sweep them. 
I, I guess two things. Is there sort of an oh shit when you're down 0-2? Or, and then secondly, I imagine winning a match like that is probably great for team morale, yeah. right? Just yeah. sort of like getting the blood and adrenaline flowing. Yeah, I mean, going down 0-2, I believe we actually lost Mercado hardpoint against them. Um, I forget what the S&D was, but honestly, the map pool, uh, just going into the third map, we kind of, like, we didn't, none of us lost faith. We were all super confident. Like, when we go to the back and we talk, like, you kind of just can tell, like, yo, like, yeah, we're you reassuring lost each both other. Yeah, yeah we're reassuring, we all reassure each other, like, we're winning this shit, so, like, we're not losing. Like, we go back there and just give each other straight confidence. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, going back up and reverse sweeping them, like, after that, like, gets the blood flowing, gets the juices flowing, gives you your confidence, like, so yeah, it's definitely a good, it's like bad to start down, no one wants to start down O2, but when you right. win a match like that, it gets your, like, it just gets you going, so. Yeah. Well, you got going, but then you ran into a wall in the winner's bracket final, like, Ultra kind of slams you, like, the, the difference between the final and the winner's final is yeah. comedy, but like, I guess like I we never know. got the best of both, like, it was just yeah, like, right? one team smoked <laughs> one and one team smoked the other. Yeah. I guess I want to know what went wrong there, but then like, the other part of it is like, you guys came back with a vengeance, obviously. I'm curious, yeah. was it just a loss? or it, I, I guess I want to know flat out, did, did the Scraps line tweak anybody a little bit? Because I feel like... Eh. Yeah, I mean, it definitely... I honestly didn't even see it until, like... Uh, I, I don't know who brought it up. It might have been oh, Kiz. Kiz I, fucking did. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kiz definitely took it personal, and he was like, I'm not fucking losing this guy again. I was like, all right, because I, I was on the opposite side of the end last... or in Vanguard when we were playing against them uh, before Champs. Because we were up 2-0 against them, and I think Standy was talking shit to them. And they came back and reverse swept us, and I was like, holy shit. So I was on this side <laughs> with Kiz now, and I was like, dude, last time someone talked talk crap to him, like, I was on that side, it was not fun. So I saw from behind the scenes, like, he was going hard as fuck. He did not want to lose, so, like, he so definitely... Don't talk shit to Kiz and take notes. Honestly, <laughs> keep talking shit to him. I'm down. don't <laughs> care. <laughs> but that was my assumption. Like, I think I even said on our last episode, I'm like, I just feel like Kiz is the killer, bro. Like, he yeah. heard that shit, and I was like, Oh, nah, like that. That's what it. That's what I kind of guessed. And honestly, right. even Caesar, like Caesar, probably wasn't as vocal as Kiz was, but I think he was like had the same mentality. For me, I didn't even see it, and then like they told me, and I was like, oh fuck this kid. Like I don't really care. Like you know what I mean? I just can't <laughs> see Caesar like getting pissed and like I don't know. Yeah, like, not, like he's like, not. Like, he, he's not mad like vocally, but I could just tell when he pulled up to like warm like, up and locked. like. Yeah, he was yeah. so locked. He's like, he looked at me. He's like, I'm not gonna lie. I might be a 1.5 today, and he was. I was like, yo, what? <laughs> I was like, this guy's yeah. insane. Well, that's like, I love, I love Scrap. I think his shit talk has been amazing. He has yeah, become one of my favorite players. It's great for the league, but like, that was one of those in the moment when I heard it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's, that's like actual, like we say fuel to the fire sometimes. That was literal, just petroleum. Like, that, yeah. yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, I wondered if it, if that had anything to do with it. Cause like, I think a lot of people are like, no, man, they talk shit, whatever. But that, that seemed yeah. a little more cause you guys came out and literally just fucking drop kicked them in the well, face. I think the biggest thing, thing sorry, too, ultra me, podcast. As <laughs> tough. I think the biggest thing too, going into finals against them was like before, like I was playing, like personally, I knew I was playing a little bit too quick. And like going into that, I knew how much like kids and season and pocket, like how bad they wanted to win and how bad they wanted to fry them. So I like knew going into that, like, I had to take the more like, yo, just play fundamentally correct, just get in the hill, get spawns, kind of do my thing, like sit back. And I even told them before, I was like, I've been in finals a couple times with champs, literally just let them mess up. They will fuck up, I promise you. Because every time I lose, it's like we're trying to do too much. And I, I don't know if that helped them or not. I never asked them, but I literally told all of them that before we walked out. And I hope it did help them, but, but yeah, it was, it was a good time. 
it, I mean, it, when you talk champs experience in runs, it was you and it ended with you on that team. Like, yeah, there was, there was not much. And I figure that had to be important. Cause like, listen, we saw a bunch of rookies like reform and young people can perform and it's mm-hmm. possible, but like it helps to have at least one person that has been there. And I think that line, like, even though you probably maybe it didn't matter much. I, I, it fucking did. I assure yeah. you then just knowing that you had been there and experienced that, that alone, I think, Gave confidence. I, it, it, well, did. It, it did. I think too, just knowing that you had to slow down. Cause I mean, I felt like that's what Toronto was doing. They played so fundamentally like well, right. And yeah. sound where I think it, it, we had the stats where they had a winning record versus you guys on the year, but you guys were out slaying them. Like it was just, you could tell it was these small moments that were the difference. Now in this final, um, I think, you know, I don't know what was happening, I, but <laughs> you guys were just fucking slamming them. But yeah. it, it, you could just tell, though, that you guys, the fact that you were able to notice that adjustment for Sunday, I, I'm sure it was huge. Yeah. It speaks and to your versatility just, as a player, too. I think yeah. that you can just. And just like, I, I just, like, I just kind of knew, like, if I slowed it down, it would help the team a lot. Just because, like, yeah. I knew how bad they wanted to fry them. Like, obviously, if there's moments where I had to do certain things, I would do it, but. Just knowing, just like slowing down the pace, I think it just like makes our comms a lot better too. We don't seem frantic at all. Like everything was just kind of flowing. Our pacing was good. And that was probably more helpful the further you got in that too. Like as you just slam them and slam them and slam yeah. them, making sure like it doesn't get away from you. Is like yeah. those guys are like just mid power bomb on them and like all amped up and want to destroy them. Bomb. And, like, yeah. you're, <laughs> and you're probably sort of like that. Keep it together, um, which I think. It probably helped more than you realize, man. Because well, yeah. you've been a part of a series where you were, uh, you know, down 0-4. You know, yeah, it's possible. I'm so like, I went up 4-0 against Toronto, and I was in there like, I am not letting that happen to me. Like, <laughs> like, there's no way this is gonna happen. Don't <laughs> give them a map, boys. Yes, Do not give yeah. them a map. That's literally what I was thinking in my head. I was like, dude, I am not gonna get these guys a map right now because like uh, that would just be insane. I think yeah, I thought, like the hotel almost... control. I think that was. I mean, the third map, like. I felt like the first couple of maps, you guys were just out shooting them. Like, yeah, I was like map three. I think uh, clean. I started shooting back. was getting some like multi kills. But once you guys won the hotel control, I, I was like, this is I was well, like, four was close. They actually almost had us in that. It was like two. I think it was like two forty, two fifty or two. The fourth map they had. They almost beat us in that. That was like the closest match. Uh, I don't. I don't have to control. Oh, was that a hotel close. hard point? Yeah, hotel. You might be thinking of the hotel hard point because that's okay. when they started really, really shooting back at us. Really shooting back. Yeah, maybe yeah. I was thinking of that. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as that control was over, I was like, shit. Well, yeah, this might be the, the one. Uh, I mean, I guess like the feeling for you. I mean, you, you, you were so close. Finally, we, we talked yes. about you got edged, and God. you could finally happens, um again edge. The, edge, the edging was over. The edging was over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a great feeling, especially like not qualifying for champs, not not qualifying for champs the year before, then coming in and winning. Uh, not even just champs, as multiple events and champs. Uh, especially after, I mean, people doubt me every year, but especially after people doubt me uh, after the Vanguard year, I wanted to come in and prove, you know, prove myself again. Look at like, look at that, like literally, That's insane. It's just third, second, second, fourth, like absolutely wild. Then just like I. Don't qualify. It's like okay, well, that went off the rails. Then okay, let's yeah. go the other direction completely and win the whole thing. Like, yeah. To be were, fair, you were, you were I mean, listen, bro. Three, two, one, but no, you were gonna get last in one. Like, <laughs> we could probably just call Vanguard the off the fucking rails game. I, yeah. I mean, besides thieves, what a year that was. Honestly, like nobody had a fucking clue. What yeah, I'm erasing that year out of my brain. Yeah, I think most people probably probably are. Give me that Jim um, Carrey movie. I would love to wipe that shit out of there. 
Yeah. The, the Spotless Mind, Eternal Sunshine, whatever the hell it was called. Give me, get it no out of there. No idea what that. you're talking about. You ever seen um, that movie? Oh, it's incredible, bro. No. Uh, uh, I guess uh, you know yours done now. I, I mean, you gotta be happy not to be part of roster mania, right? I, at least yep. I don't. I don't think you are. You guys are just just chilling. It sounds sure. like you guys are the you one squad locked in. Yep. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. it's definitely a good feeling, man. Especially this year. Like the off season this year is probably the most hectic I've ever seen. Like there's like how many un- un- unrestricted free agents are happening. Like I don't even know. Like we have a we have a, a graph if we want to show. Um, we have it here. So this is the amount of unrestricted free agents. Yeah, it's um, insane. We also have like the teams, so we can see where all the teams are. Like um, basically. There's like you guys in phase uh, in phase, yeah. uh, you know, extended the other three, but it's a well, I think Toronto I, I, honestly, did, like, was before CDL. I mean, like the first year of CDL is kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah, it's like every team is making big changes pretty much. So it's, um, it's pretty hectic right now. I, I am curious. Say you weren't. Uh, say what you were a part of. Like say that, you know, there was a collapse, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just, is there any players maybe sort of like that maybe people aren't talking about that like you would be high on, like going into a roster mania? Uh, you're just like, saying yeah, you, like, does any player yeah, you would like, you would like to team with? Like, say you were a free agent, you're like, all right, I want to, I want to like team with someone. Is there any players that like, maybe, besides like your yeah. Preds and your superstars yeah. that like you'd like to like to team with that you maybe you haven't or someone that is a, a free agent? Um, I'd have to look at a list of players. I'm not too sure. Okay. I mean, yeah, like, I no, just slammed everyone in one chance. Yeah, there's no just players, crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no players that like super stick out that I haven't teamed with that I'd want to play okay. with. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the good, good rosters. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the good shot would probably be Scrappy. To be honest, I mean, he's, yeah. he came in, had a good year. He has good energy. So, like, yeah, I'd say Scrappy. Maybe. Definition of who you would love to play with, hate to play against. Like, yeah. I think. <laughs> Well, I guess you didn't mind playing against him in the final, but you know what I mean. Like on the other team, annoying yeah. as shit. But like, if he's your teammate, I eat that shit yeah. up, right? Like, especially <laughs> if he's gonna come in next year and do the same thing. We'll have to see how how he comes into next year because it yeah. was his first year. So, like, about to see. Before we get community questions and wrap up here, I, I do. I am curious. Do you miss like Clint and I have been having this conversation around <laughs> Rostermania and stuff? Mm-hmm. The last couple of years have been pretty straight edge, like two AR, two sub. Do you miss like being like a, a real flex with like a running a third sub on some maps? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I super enjoy running actual flex. I actually tried uh, this year. I, I thought it was going to happen this year. I, I was it like, would eventually too. I actually was pulling out a sub decent amount throughout this year, and a lot of teams weren't doing it, other than like certain hills, like Kitchen Hill. Uh, yep. Like, there's like there's only like two or maybe three hills people will actually pull out their sub on, but there was. A lot of times throughout the year where I was actually keeping out a sub for a lot of hills that people wouldn't like like P five on um hotel I was keeping out, sometimes P four. Uh there's just like random times that like even Mercado I'd pull it out on like P two, P six, P five sometimes. It's like and a, a lot of people weren't doing it. So I was trying my best to actually have that flex role in this game. Sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't, but overall, yeah, I do I do miss uh Usually game, like, once you can flex. The faster you can play as a team, typically better. So I guess yeah. so we usually kind of see a third sub at least a little bit more, but I'm yeah, not we surprised were you were trying like, to. Some of yeah. these teams, obviously the last couple of years you've had two and two, but mm-hmm. Clint and I are like, man, if we get a real, like even if it's, you know, 30% of the maps, like you can run a third sub. Some of these teams build around two main ARs, yeah, like yeah. potentially they could be in trouble. We've seen that in the past where like you have 
the way ours and like, I mean, look at the Hunter Thieves team you joined, right? And yeah, in, in Black Ops Four, they had so many ARs. You had look at that one. I, I said we look at the Rocker team where you had like four fucking ARs. It's <laughs> true. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just miss. I miss. I, I felt like that was like. I don't know the true flex role for well, sure. Well, the best, the best time, like I really enjoyed BO4 because there was three guns. The three too. guns, yeah. The three gun meta was just elite because, like, you had the Maddox was like kind of a flex weapon, and then you actually had the role of like, because in that game I was switching from a Maddox to a Sog, so like I was a flex, I had a flex gun, but the flex role at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I think we then, we just talked about that last episode. We missed three. Like three guns are always great. It's just tough yeah. to do in four v four, man. Yeah, in 4v4, it is. Yeah. It's it's difficult. I mean, we almost had it like Cold War with like the XM4, but I think it was just too good for yeah. for 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 uh, everyone. But yeah, all right. I was just curious. Um, uh, let's get on to community questions. Uh, oh. Community tweeted in. Go ahead. Oh, could you ask something? No, 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 no. I said go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Matt wants to know your favorite teammate and hardest kill. Who you? Who do you think is the hardest kill on the map? Favorite teammate and hardest kill on the map, dude. People ask me my favorite teammate all the time, but I've had so many like insane teammates. Um, I always say Crowder just because I've stuck out the long. I've always stuck <laughs> the long. Like, I was just say you have to say Crowder because he yeah, took I was you say him or Mike before. probably right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, him and Mike are probably was the closest to. Um, hardest kill on the map. I mean, the easier the easiest answer is So, um, just because he's insane at staying alive behind objects. Yeah, we know uh, 1.5 is <laughs> yeah, uh, really good at it. Maybe too good at it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll just say so. I'm trying to think of so. any other person I could say. Okay. I mean, Tyler, when he's hot, Tyler, when he's hot, Abizi. Abizi, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, Uh. this one is from Burn It Down Twice. Uh, he wants to know which second place hurt the most for you. Oh, BO4, 100%. MW... Yeah. MW hurt, but it was also online, so that whole year was just kind of weird. Um, but yeah, going into BO4, like I was just, I felt so confident in that game and like in my team that to win that, and we didn't. So like that one definitely hurt, hurt more. For yeah, sure. it was just like you guys were probably the most consistent team, but United got hot. They also yep. had like that's when Simp and Abizi, right? Yep. Um, last one is from uh, Marcus. Uh, he wants to know: Are you surprised at how good your team was this season? But also, your thoughts on Hydra before you ge- joined the team to now? I mean, I- I'd question. love to hear you—you you, know—your thoughts yeah. as well, just on Hydra. Yeah, I mean, for the first question, I had no—I honestly had no idea how this team was going to perform, and everyone's like mindset because I never really talked to any—I never really yeah. talked to any of these three players that much. I mean, I've talked to them once in a while. Also, uh, that team looked weird to people, I think. Like, you just yeah. never like, played together. I didn't even, like, when you first, I was sure saw the picture, I was like, oh. Yeah, we never played <laughs> together. I never really talked to any of them. I mean, I talked to Caesar once in a while, but the other two I never really talked to. Uh, so going into it, I was like, it was kind of just up in the air. But, like, once we started playing, and I could see, like, how everyone's work, work ethic was and how hard people were, like, just going and how much they wanted to win, I kind of had a feeling like it was going to be a good year, especially, like, how we conversated after we would lose or when we were going through like tough times, like that was like the biggest thing to me. Like when we could actually talk it out. Um, and for the other question with Hydra, I mean, he grew like I I I didn't team with him before this, but obviously uh, a lot of people are saying he how much he's grown since he's came into the league. But even mm-hmm. since the beginning of this year to now, he's grown so much. Like even as a teammate, how he looks at things, he's a lot more calm. Like I don't know, he's he's insane. And just playing with that level of talent, I mean, I've been on teams with a lot of talent before uh 
So seeing him perform at the level he did was it was awesome to see and it was fun to be a part of. I gotta imagine he's just gotten more comfortable in the sense of like you know you first get here you don't speak much English you're yeah it's just it's just probably a whirlwind and now he's maybe it's like kind of comfortable with his own skin being himself here having fun and frying yeah. type thing and it just uh, started to show more through Is gameplay he- and teamwork and everything. I am curious because you have played with like some absolutely insane players. Like in terms of his play style, like, is there anyone like it, it kind of reminds you of, or is he just like uh, that different? Like I don't know. He does have a different play style than like. I always think Scump. Scump's always the guy that comes to mind for me when I watch him. Really, he's just mm-hmm. he's, he's this kind of good awareness. He's L triggered at the right times. He just reminds me of like I I don't know. I just think of Scump. Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't really say Scump because Scump's more of like a pre aimer like. I feel like Hydra is when I watch him sometimes, though. Mike, no, like, no, he's not. Oh, he watches more of so him, so I trust him. Yeah, he, yeah. Okay, I will say Paco does pre-aim, but as soon as he gets a kill, he's fu- he's flying around the oh, map. You oh, know agreed. I mean? I mean more like yeah. he just knows when to stop, and he knows yeah. when to pre-aim. And like, I feel like sure. that's how I picture Seth. Seth knows how to get to a spot, pre-aim, moves to the next spot. Um, Dude, he's but yeah, you're, they're different, like, but... He's almost kind of like a mix of Simp and Abizi, low-key. Yeah. Shit, well, that's like, fucking about gas. Yeah, no, no. It kind of makes uh, sense. I mean, he's yeah, no. I mean, he's definitely top level talent. So like, watching him play was it was super fun. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, we uh, appreciate you joining us, taking time yeah. out of your off season. Happy birthday! Congrats dude. once again. Happy birthday, Thank you, boys! Thank you. Um, if for anyone, I know, I'm sure you'll be streaming, making content yep. for anyone who who wants to follow you. You you have your at there, but what's your Twitch and like YouTube if they want to show you some love? Yeah, man. All my socials are Priesta with two H's. Uh, my TikTok is Priesta with one H. If you guys want to show love there, I'll be posting. I'll probably be posting a lot of content this offseason uh, just because the past year I kind of fell off with it. But I'm back on my content grind a little world bit. World champ in all yes, of sir. the bios. World, yeah. world champ. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Catch me there for sure. Awesome, uh, yeah. I, listen, we were just really happy for you. I, I feel like closer to you as a person that I am, just because probably Crowder, like just yeah. talking about you and how yeah. much he respects you and, uh, you know, how you were as a teammate and stuff. But like, we just hear from him. Listen, we know you're, you're a good dude. Like, you're just like a happy going kid. And like, uh, I, you know, to be so close and not get there and finally get there, I just know Joe and I looked at each other. I was like, I'm so happy for him. Like, we just, yeah. like, we're happy <laughs> yeah, for you, bro. Like, that. legitimately. <laughs> uh, it's yes, it's sir. amazing. So enjoy your birthday tonight. Don't get too twisted, bro. Take it. Be safe. No promises. I will be safe, but no promises on not getting too twisted. Yeah, yeah that guy's turning up. That guy just <laughs> made two hundred fifty racks, yeah. brother. Yeah, whatever yes, you sir. want. Go have yeah, uh, go have a good time. Want. Um, but yeah, thanks again. Thank you everybody that watched. Um, no crazy outro today because I've had uh, three tacos, uh, some pinto beans, chips, and salsa sitting outside uh, in the front of my God. house for ten minutes, and I need to go eat it immediately. Bye bye.